You're listening to the Morrowology Podcast. It's all about Morrow County, Ohio. Morrow County, Ohio. It's my home. I'm really glad I stayed till the end for this one. In the studio today is your hosts, Mike Wilson and Joey Powell. Mike, we're back together again. Yes, we are. What is this, the 46th episode? Yeah, this is number 46, and we got to record your show yesterday, Focus yeah. on Mid-Ohio. Yeah, we did. On 95.1 WVXG. Yes, classic rock. Yeah, so uh, that was fun. I uh, it had been, I think it had been almost a year or more since I've been on your show. Yeah. So I, uh, yeah, it's fun. And uh, if anyone at WVXG is listening, I am open if you have a, a good paycheck for me. <laughs> I will uh, definitely uh, be more than happy to uh, DJ for you at any time. Um or maybe, you know, create a talk show, right? We could do that. I mean, come on, we've got one already, right? Sure, why not? All right, so folks, we have a busy episode for you today. Um, coming up is uh, on the February the 11th, 18th, 25th, and March 4th at 8 p.m. at the End Zone Bar and Grill is the Karaoke Contest, and there's a commercial for that inside of this episode. That is a fundraiser for Mar Little Theater being put on at the End Zone Bar and Grill. And uh, Mike, week one went very, very well, and uh, we raised a, a little bit of money there. And um, you know, for it having been snowy, yeah, Friday night was actually pretty fun. We had about eight contestants, and um, I want to tell you, we are a little over a quarter of the way to another microphone. Yahoo! Yeah, so that's going to be great. Um, I'll try so- to make it to the next one. How's that? Okay. I didn't make it to the first one. You're just going to sit in the back and drink a Coke, right? Probably. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, Wait a minute. So, what are you uh, saying about my singing voice? I didn't say a thing. You just, <laughs> uh, so on the 11th, 18th, and 25th, you have a, an opportunity. We are uh, just offering, um, any, anybody can come in, $10 donation, and uh Take your chance. You get. Um, we have judges, and then once they go through the judging process, you will get the opportunity to uh, move forward. Um, if you are selected in the top two, two week number five, which is on March fourth, and the grand prize there is donated by Finley Entertainment, and that is a VIP um, set of tickets for the entire weekend. Uh, meal pass. Oops, sorry about hitting the mic. Um, Meal pass, parking pass. I don't think you said what the event was. So it's Freedom Fest, there Ohio. Go. There you go. Right here in Morrow County at the Morrow County Fairground. That's right. And, uh, you know, he also donated to us second and third place uh, tickets as well for Yay. different events. So I am super excited. He is. Uh, there's very good chance that we might see 8,000 people come into Morrow County for that. Uh, and that is in July, 1st and 2nd. And there's a commercial for that inside of this episode, too, Mike. And I believe, yes, I believe you did that one. Um, so February 9th, Stitch and Wine at Bunker's Mill Wine uh, and Bunker's Mill and Winery. Stitch and Wine is back at Bunker's Mill Winery. Come out uh, on the second Wednesday of every month to the winery. Bring the current craft with you. It says, uh, just an evening of crafters, crafting, and enjoying local wine and friends. I got to tell you, I really do like some of their wine. That blue denim is fantastic, the white satin, and they've got a peach. Oh, it's just good. Um, let's see, February the 12th from 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. The EDS Sauce guys, we've had them on the podcast before. We did Yeah, a live... you went there and talked to them. Yep, I yep. did a tasting, and they have some new ones. They've got a, uh, a pickle barbecue sauce, Mike. Pickle barbecue oh, sauce. <laughs> I was a little iffy, too. Yeah. Let me tell you what. It was really good. Oh, really I got to get up there and try that. Um, 
So they're having a comedy night Valentine's dinner at the village gathering place right across the street from them. And uh, it says, join us for a fun night of food and stand-up comedy featuring our own Legends record owner, Larry Landis. There are only 36 tickets available, and you can only purchase them at the restaurant in Mount Gilead. Each ticket will get a, get a bourbon chicken dinner with a drink and admission to the show. Ooh. Tickets are $25 each. Uh, so that sounds like fun. Then on the 14th, we have the pesticide and fertilizer application recertification put on by the Ohio State University Extension Office of Morrow County, Ohio. This is a recertification class for folks who hold a pesticide and or fertilizer license. Please call 419-947-1070 to sign up. Then Hearts on Fire dinner back to the Bunker's Mill and they're partnering with the Cardington Market. On the 14th and 15th of February, starting at 6, ending at 9. This is Valentine's Day, Hearts on Fire. This is join, uh, join your sweetie at Bunker's Mill Winery, Friday, uh, Monday, February 14th, starting at 6 p.m. for a spaghetti and meatball dinner from the Cardington Market. Each couple receives a custom hand-blown heart pendant from local artist Holly Counts. Tickets are $75 per couple. Sold only by the couple, meaning that, uh, you know, you can't go by yourself and, you know, only pay, you know, I don't know what that is. I don't know. Some change. Anyway, um, begin the evening with a glass blowing demonstration by Holly as, um, as she makes her anatomically correct hearts. Each couple will then select one heart pendant from Holly's curated collection. After the demonstration, each couple will have a dinner or two from, uh, from the Cardington Market, spaghetti and meatballs, garlic toast, a side salad with special dressing. Lynn is also creating a special cookie crust cheesecake that the winery is pairing with a glass of their port. Um, so tickets must be purchased by Wednesday, February 9th. That is this Wednesday. So this comes out on Monday. So you have officially two days to uh, buy your tickets. And uh, from what I understand is they have just a few left, so you want to get out there and get those booked if you're interested. Glass of wine does come with, uh, and the, the glass of wine, uh, it comes with a dessert ticket as well. Uh, if there's any, and then you, you know, you can, you can purchase more wine there if you're interested. So another glass or a bottle or case, you know, whatever you're interested in. Um, <laughs> I know I could, I could go for a nice glass like that, uh, the, the blueberry it's blue denim. It's really good. Uh, February 19th, 7th and 10 p.m., Mom Prom at Hope Cabins. Get those shoes and get ready to dance. Uh, another one, February 21st at 6 p.m., Introduction to Becoming a Master Gardener class put on by the Ohio State University Extension Office of Morrow County. Uh, if you're interested in being a Master Garden Assistant, please let them know. Um, I read this last week. There's a ton of things here. And they do ask that uh, if they put you through this course that you give them about 50 hours of service, um, which for gardening, that is not a lot of time no. uh, when you think about it. So uh, they do ask for some time there. Um, and you, t- you have to give about 40 hours of training time, and then they ask you to give 50 hours in the first year uh, for this training program. If you are interested, call Carrie Jagger at uh, 419-947-1070 or email her at jagger, J-A-G-G-E-R dot six at OSU dot edu. And then, Mike, the Carhartt Convention there, son. Yee-hoo. Uh, February the 26th at 9 a.m., the 42nd annual consignment sale at the Morrow County Fairgrounds. Now, our good friend Russ did remind me with a, a message. You can come down 
and get some food. You don't have to Oh, come they got wonderful buy. food there. Yeah, he said that there's uh, several vendors that are local or um, I believe some of the school groups, such as uh, the FFA chapters and mm-hmm. such. So come on down. Whether or not you need any farm implement is uh, basically irrelevant. Just come down and have a good time. Oh, yeah. It, it is the place to be. I mean, so <laughs> February 26th at the fairgrounds, that's the place to be. And then again on July 1st and 2nd for Freedom Fest Ohio. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, wow, Mark County Fairgrounds, that's the place to be. Uh, also, from our good friend Russ, um, on March the 12th at 8 a.m., it's a small farm conference at the, the Ohio State University Mansfield campus. Um, they're offering a whole bunch of uh, education and um, opportunity for you to look at some implements if you need them for your small farm. Uh, let's see if you're looking for, you know, sowing the seeds of success, visit them on March the 12th, starting at 8 a.m., ending at 3.30 p.m. at the Mansfield OSU campus on Overwood at Overwood Hall. Uh, the campus is just minutes away from I-71 and U.S. 30. So, again, we talked about this being just down from the mire in uh, Ontario on Lexington Springdale. Um, if you're interested uh, you can give Carrie Jagger again a call at 419-947-1070, or you can email her at jagger.6 at osu.edu. And, Mike, that is all that I have for the upcoming events, other than Mar Little Theater uh, has auditions. Uh, tomorrow that is the last night of auditions for the Sweet Delilah Swim Club. It's a cast of five Southern women. Well, you say tomorrow night. That'll be Monday night, correct? No. Tuesday night. Tuesday night. The podcast comes out on Oh, Monday. okay. That's right. Yeah, so okay. It's Tuesday okay. night at 6 p.m. at uh, 83 South Main Street, Montgomery, Ohio Park, at La Cabanita, at the uh, Morrow Health Center, or at the um, Joe's True Value there at the square, and then walk down. The sign does say Brucker and Associates. We are in the process of changing that out. But that's coming up. That's going to take five uh, local uh, women. Um, it's a great story of friendship. So, uh, um, Ladies, if you're not in the show, but you want to go and uh, maybe have dinner at La Cabanita or EDS Sauce Guys or any other awesome restaurants we have here in the county, and then go and enjoy some some camaraderie with your friends there at the show. Uh, it's going to be a great time, and um, let's see here. Then, uh, coming up this week, Mar Little Theater has their youth production, The Mystery Club, and that is Friday, February the 11th. And it starts at 6.30 p.m. at Trinity United Methodist Church. And again, on Saturday night, which Saturday, Mike, is almost sold out. I have just uh, about, uh, I think, six tickets left for Saturday. That's great. Yeah, there's more tickets available on Friday. Uh, but uh, we are selling out quickly. If you're interested, take a look at our Facebook page. That's Mara Little Theater, and that's T-H-E-A-T-R-E. And uh, you, Or you can visit us at marlittletheater.org. And uh, it'll give you the link there to buy those online. We do need you to buy them online at this point because we have to turn over the numbers so that we can quickly get this uh, booked and get them uh, get the CIC group the information for the meal because they're going to make the meal as a fundraiser. And, you know, every year they uh, adopt a family to um, make sure that kids get a little something on Christmas every mm-hmm. year. So kudos to them uh, for helping us. And uh, it's, um, you know, the Methodist Church is a, a really good restaurant. Prior to COVID, it was <laughs> one of the best restaurants in the county. Uh, from what I heard, it, it used to run six, seven days a week. 
like clockwork. Yeah. So fantastic group of folks there that do the serving and cooking as well. Yep. So that, do you have anything for, uh, for the current events? I think you pretty well covered it there, Joey. That is it for current events, huh? You don't have anything else at all? I don't have, no. All right. We'll go to our first commercial. Join us for Freedom Fest Ohio, July 1st and 2nd, 2022 at the Morrow County Fairgrounds. Brought to you by Finley Entertainment. Celebrate freedom with the Nate Williams Band, Austin French, and headliner Crowder on July 1st, Friday night, starting at 6.30 p.m. Then on Saturday, July 2nd, Join Scott Stevens, Heath Sanders, Rodney Atkins, and headliner Justin Moore. Tickets are on sale now. Visit FreedomFestOhio.com. All right, Mike, man, it's it's a little weird every now and then when you hear your own voice and doing a commercial because you're like, was that really me? I'm not really sure. And I think we're always critical of our own um, voice more than other people are. It is, and it's so easy to be super critical of yourself and, and always questioning, you know, where, you know, am I doing the right thing? Am I really truly, you know, am I following what I'm meant to be following? And the reason I bring this up, Mike, is it's leading us right into our first guest, or our only guest for this episode, I guess. Yes, it is. Uh, Monica Swank from Beyond Faith to Life Transformed and MonicaSwank.org. Are you out there, Monica? I am. Hello, guys. Hey. Hi there, Monica. It is great to have you on. Thanks for coming. You're welcome. I'm excited to be here. All right. And um, so I've known Monica for a while. Uh, Went to school with um, her kids and um, (laughs) a couple of them. I mean, you have a you've got several that are spaced out. Um, So your older kids, I I know. Um, And uh, of course, your husband, uh, Chad, uh, also Chief Swank from the fire department there in Mount Gilead. Um, yeah. So, Monica, tell us a little bit about yourself. What? Uh, who is Monica Swank? <laughs> okay. Well, I remember you growing up. So he Monica hasn't grown Swank. up yet. What are you talking about? <laughs> Ask my wife; she'll tell you. She's I got, agree. I'm married to one of those. Yeah, my wife's got <laughs> four kids. Yes. Well, and and you know, I we have seven, so you know, we're you can't grow up when you have that many kids. You have to stay young. Yeah. So. Um, but it's interesting how my work has progressed because I actually met my husband as I was dispatching 911 here in the county. And Ooh. yeah, and so um, we won't get into that, Joy. It's not a pretty one. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> but in that process, I realized it was always going to follow um, my face and I was always going to do work in that. And one thing led to another, and I started doing critical care with uh, trauma and crisis for first responders. I, between Delaware County and uh, don't do a ton here in Morrow County, have engaged some with that, but that led me into chaplaincy, which I do currently, I do at a hospital. But as you begin to look at that, you're thinking, okay, well, these pieces don't tie into some of those things. And so I began to develop this different program. I still blame this all on my husband because he said, you need to write another book. And I went, I don't want to write another book. <laughs> so, so I honestly can tell you I've not read your book. I apologize. Okay. I didn't even know you You're had good. a book until um, just before we started recording, Mike said something. And I'm like, oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> so, so my first one published in or seven. So that would have made you fairly young. I can't imagine you would have read it in 07. 
I think I would have been, I don't know, 20. Okay. You you had still other things on your mind, but the the goal of that, as well as I am working on a second book and I'm actually getting ready to publish a, a workbook in the next, probably next month, I'm actually building a wait list for that right now uh, for people who are interested. But that grew into where I am today and I kind of bring in a lot of different elements. I do uh, a lot of, because I don't have licensing in counseling, I don't do a ton of work in it, but I bring in a lot of psychological elements, bring in pastoral care and really it culminates in spiritual mentoring. So I do a lot of different pieces based around all of that. So, and I can get, because <laughs> I can get more into detail if you're curious. But. Well, so I mean, that kind of leads me. So I'm, I'm looking at monicaswank.org and it, it talks about, you know, it says one big journey and, and you're going through. Um, and I like how you, you started this. This is hello, friends and fellow travelers. Yeah. And then were- you and me, we're lucky. Like, or if you right. want to think of it another way, we're blessed. Right. We are. But I mean, we, just when you said that, I'm like, okay, now I want to read more. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm very interested. Um, and, I, and I see here you, you do small group sessions, individual coaching, retreats, speaking engagements, things like that. Um, yeah. yeah. So let, can we talk about the, the journey here? Can you uh, elaborate on that for us? So I think that all of us on, are on a journey, whether that... Um, well, obviously never looks the same, actually. And I have this picture. I use it a lot with patients that I meet with and with clients. But kind of draw this picture similar to an apple, that all of us have this inner core that defines who we are at the root. And we don't always live into that person, but that's the healthiest person in us. Typically, what we do is we live into that fleshy part of, if you think of an apple, we live into that fleshy part, whereas all of the influences of the world, all of our life experiences, that's all kind of culminates there. And we live into that, which unfortunately develops some bad habits along the way. We listen to negative thoughts. We tell ourselves negative thoughts. And so that's the piece that we are in typically through our journey. But again, remembering that core piece is the healthiest place. And, and so trying to get people to come back to understanding who they are at the core, what their passions are, what drives them. And for many, well, okay, for I would say for all, but not everybody's there. That's really a spiritual journey. And for me, that equates, because of my faith, that equates to a relationship with God. But that's not the same for everyone. And so just kind of developing that and figuring out what that space looks like, that allows me to work with a lot of different people groups. Many people just come in and they really are in that space. They have that relationship and they need to develop and they need to, re- they need to kind of weed out some of that stuff that has hindered them in the past. And then they just need to to dig into that core of who they really are and so, develop that person. Yeah. So uh, with, you know, you, you said that and the kind of that negativity, how, how do you feel um, social media is impactful <laughs> in that? Uh, and I mean, I kind of have an idea of what you're going to say. I mean, we hear it frequently how toxic uh, social media can be. Um, but as somebody who is a local person who has an experience, you know, you have an expertise here and you're, and you're sharing about how people can better develop themselves. Is social media 
really that bad for you when you're when you're looking um, at your self development and stuff. Is is that a, is that something that you find frequently that uh, we're constantly comparing ourselves to others based off of the uh, faux life that we post on sure. on social media? Well, that's an interesting topic because my older children would say to me, "Why do my my brothers and sisters who are still at home and separated?" By quite a bit of age, why did they get to be on social media when we couldn't have magazines? <laughs> so <laughs> it is, it, and there's truth in that, right? Because all images are, are shop, Photoshop or comments. Um, typically, what we see in the way of good things on social media are praises for some major accomplishment. Well, if you're if you're not fitting into those roles, what does that say for you? And how do you live into that space? Uh, one of the things that I follow a psychologist that has done this for over 30 years, and he talks about self-lies. And when you talk about social media, you fall right into those self-lies because they help encourage them to an extent, right? Like you were saying, we do this compare and contrast. Well, look at how wonderful their lives are. Marriage is a perfect example of that. Look how good their marriage is. Well, in reality, most of us argue with our partner. It just happens, but we don't always share that on social media. I mean, there are some people who do that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, but I think when you add two people, and I, mean, I don't care what anybody says, when you have, um, you know, humans are, uh, uh, we're flawed, right? Um, we have yeah. that, the, you know, we don't always get along 100% of the time. And when you add two people together that are, are building a life together, you're going to have some friction at some point. And, you know, it's how you work that out and how you, you know, and I think that's kind of where you go into dating, right? And you try to figure out, is this the right person for me? Uh, well, you right. should yeah. be having those conversations. And I just read an article about that, um, conversations that you should be having, you know, while dating before you get married. And that's not always the case from what I um, have seen in others. But, well, you know, um, and even in, in marriage, but even in our individual self. We are so programmed to not to be dishonest with ourselves, to see something that doesn't really exist. And, and when we actually lay down all of those pieces, <clears throat> excuse me, and see ourselves for who we really are, that's when our relationships engage in a much healthier place and in every aspect, not just marriage or dating but in work environments, in so many different arenas, our relationships with our children, all of that plays into that. And it's really hard to get to a place where you can look at yourself just completely bare for who you really are and, and take away some of those pieces that need some just inner It's called um, cognitive behavioral therapy. And it, it's actually this transition of thought and being able to look at yourself in this raw honesty and then transition that into healthier thinking so yeah it does play into all of that so i i completely agree with you and um you know um they do they do push you into some psych classes when you're uh starting out in college right some generals and and you learn a little bit and you know for some it's it's really a good a, a cool focus thing that you know you can go into and, and when you really get down to it everybody is basically the same from a thought philosophy type or at least, you know, overall needs the the hierarchy, right? 
Um, mm-hmm. So I just have a quick question for you. Uh, we have just a, another minute or two here in sure. this spot, but um, you wrote a, an article here. Um, it says, be strong and courageous. And I was reading through it and I, I really like it. Um, and I, I was wondering if you could just uh, give us a brief overview um, you know, what do you, how do you feel like we should, um, how do you think on a daily basis, how can we be strong and courageous in a world that basically since March of, of, uh, I'm sorry, not March, but as of November of 2016 has seemed to just continuously, uh, gather more and more and more negativity. And I say 16 because that's when it really came pushing out, but it's been like, I can remember, like, I feel like we are on a continuous downhill slump, right? There's constant negativity and it gets heavier and heavier and heavier. How can we be strong and courageous in a world where negativity is so, um, so I guess it's really, it's out there, right, Mike? I mean, I don't know how Mm -hmm. it's everywhere. Yeah. You know, for me, that comes back to, again, that being honest with ourselves because when we live into the space where we allow our real selves to come forward, we actually can face some of those issues in a better way and some of those obstacles in a better way because what we do is we tend to realize that everyone faces them. And you're talking about social media and when we see these images of other people who have these wonderful lives, we when we do that compare and contrast, that, that stuff weighs in on you and it makes you feel like I, I don't have the strength to keep going. I don't have what it takes, but you do. You have this inner self-confidence and you just have to find that place. And then you, you have to recognize that, hey, everyone is walking through something. I had a really wise employer tell me at one point, you know, people are either getting ready to walk into something, they're in the middle of it, or they're coming out of it. And when we recognize that, it does give us a little bit more hope and encouragement to just face, face life with courage. And sometimes that's not alone. Sometimes that's something we need to do together. And we're often afraid to tell people that we're in that place. Or we think we need to go to a counselor or get some kind of help for that. But there's other avenues that play into that. And so just, you know, this article that you're talking about actually uh, provides an activity at the end of it. A lot of my blogs add activities in them and so that you can kind of work on those things on your own. But again, it's just this idea of being able to face challenges with the reality knowing that, that knowledge that the rest of the world is doing the same thing you are and taking courage in doing that. Yeah. And I was, I was, uh, as you were talking about it, I was going through and I really liked the article. Again, we're talking to Monica Swank, local Morrow County, um, I, how would you describe, what is, I mean, would, counselor, count, well, she's not spiritual a mentor. counselor, but she's <laughs> okay. uh, a life director, spiritual, men- a sp- spiritual, spiritual mentor, spiritual mentor. I like that. I like I like that. that. that is, yeah. um, so Monica Swank, local spiritual mentor here in Morrow County, uh, you can find her at monicaswank.org and, uh, she's got uh, minutes with Monica. It looks like you've got some blogs and some podcasts, uh, as well. And, um, Mike, I know you had a question for it too. Yeah. Um, Oh, where was I here? Okay. Uh, first of all, uh, you have a book coming out sometime in the near future. You want to tell us a little bit about that book? So I, uh, 
and these are all connected to the pieces that you see on the website there. My workbook that's coming out, hopefully the goal is March, the first part of March, is um, it's going to be more faith-based and dig really into growing, not just in your knowledge of the Bible, but in growing spiritually and kind of these, these honest pieces that we've been talking about today, laying down some of those truths and then being able to pick up based on characters that we've seen represented for us in these stories, being able to pick up and be courageous in life and how to develop that. It's a 10 week program Mm -hmm. and a walk through activities, through prayer, through devotions. Um, I am also, I I teach biblical studies at a local university. And so that's a passion of mine. So there's a lot of background in this workbook as well. Okay. And uh, I see that you're available for small group sessions, individual coaching, retreats, and speaking engagements. Um, what is the best way to line up any of those? So those are the people, those are the kidding talk now, blah, blah, blah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> those, that's a great end for speaking engagements when you can't talk. Yes. But, <laughs> that's why I love me on the those, radio. Yes. Yeah. Those of that are listening today that are Mara County residents. And if they know me, they can reach out personally to me. I'm, I'm comfortable with that through my Facebook page, things like that. Mm-hmm. The best way is probably there through the website on the homepage. There's a contact link at the bottom. Shoot me an email, ask what you need and leave me contact information. And I can get back with you in a day or two. Okay. That's at monicaswank.org. Correct. Okay. Yep. There's a contact button there on the homepage. Okay. All right, so uh, that was uh, local. Uh, first, Monica, thank you. This was a You're this welcome. is pretty cool. I think we might have to have her back on. Oh, I'm sure and we will dig into maybe a topic down the road. Sure, uh, Monica, if you're up for that, that'd be awesome. Um, so, I would love to. <laughs> well, thanks for coming on, and um, we will uh, talk with you soon. Again, folks, that was local uh, spiritual guide um, or uh, mentor. Mentor, mm-hmm. sorry, uh, Monica Swank. You can find her information at monicaswank.org. If you'd like to message her, learn more about small group sessions, individual coaching sessions, retreats, speaking engagements, go to monicaswank.org and click on the contact, or you can just simply email her at contact at monicaswank.org, and that is M O N I C A S W A N K dot com. All right. Join us at Endzone Bar and Grill for a karaoke contest every Friday starting February 4th at 8 p.m. Only two winners each week will move forward to Week five's grand finale. The grand prize is two VIP passes, parking pass, and meal to Freedom Fest held at the Morrow County Fairgrounds. Grand Prize sponsored by Finley Entertainment. Join us on July 1st and 2nd for Freedom Fest. Special thanks go to Finley Entertainment, Betsy Wright, Remax Achievers, Broom Sisters of Morrow County, Native Karaoke and DJ Service, and End Zone Bar and Grill for making this event happen. All right, Mike, here we go. Flashback. Flashback. All right, with this being February, Black History Month, yes. we are taking a tour of the Underground Railroad. Yes, we are, Joey, and last week we talked. We began talking about it, and um, I have a quiz for you to see how much you learned last week. Okay, I'll try. 
Okay, let's see what we can let's see what we can find out here. Okay. Underground Railroad. Yes. How many miles of track are there on the Underground Railroad? Well, it's not really an underground. It's not really a railroad. Okay. It's a path. Okay, a pathway to freedom. Yes. And uh what were there were two destinations? Yes, Mexico and Canada. Okay. Uh and what did they refer the fugitive slaves? What were they referred to as? Cargo. Very good. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Alex. What is cargo? <laughs> and the houses used on the Underground Railroad were known as... Oh, my gosh. I want to say stops, but... Um, it starts with an S. Stations. Stations. Very yeah. good. Ding, 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 ding. You won. So. Thank you, folks. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And, of course, we've had a little bit of fun with this, but the Underground Railroad is a very, very um, serious topic. Um, there were so many folks, I mean, human beings that were being treated as property. I find it absolutely disgusting. It is like, I can't, we can't fathom it today because we, I mean, but it was a part of life for them. Right. We just, I, I don't know. I really struggle with it. I get it. I understand. Um, and you know, I don't know. I just find it rather disturbing that that was was a, a commonality back in the day. Well, it, 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 it most certainly is. And um, uh, today we're going to talk about conductors and abolitionists. And we had a lot of conductors through Morrow County and quite a few abolitionists as well. And I think Joey's going to put pictures of some of the uh, houses as they currently look that were used on the Underground Railroad on our site. So uh, you might be able to go there and see some of these as well. Yeah, I actually could probably put this whole PowerPoint up if you would be okay with that. Um, sure, go I right ahead. I created it into an album. Uh, so Mike actually put together, um, or gave at least, gave this this presentation on the Underground Which Railroad. originally was put together by James Miller. Wow, it so, says November 10th, 1970 is when it was organized. That's when the Morrow County Historical oh. Society... When, okay. when I would give that talk, I would give a little bit of history of the Morrow County Historical okay. Society. I got Because I was represent, representing them. So, anyhow, uh, let's get into conductors and abolitionists. Underground Railroad conductors were free individuals who helped fugitive slaves traveling along the Underground Railroad. Conductors helped runaway slaves by providing them with safe passage to and from stations. They did this under the cover of darkness with slave catchers hot on their heels. <coughs> Many times these stations would be located within their own homes and businesses. The act of harboring fugitive slaves put these conductors in grave danger, yet they persisted because they believed in the cause greater than themselves, which was the freeing of thousands of enslaved human beings. These conductors were comprised of a diverse group of people. They included people of different races, occupations, and income levels, There were also former slaves who had escaped using the Underground Railroad and voluntarily returning to the lands of slavery as conductors to help free those still enslaved. Slaves were understood to be property. Therefore, the freeing of slaves was viewed as stealing slave owners' personal property. If a conductor was caught helping free slaves, they would be fined, imprisoned, branded, or even hanged. Jonathan Walker was a sea captain caught off the shore of Florida trying to transport fugitive slaves to freedom in the Bahamas. He was arrested, imprisoned, and branded with the letter SS, which stood for Slave Stealer. The abolitionist poet 
John Whittier paid tribute to Walker's courageous acts in one of his poems saying, then lift that my uh, manly right hand, bold plowman of the wave, its branded palm shall prophesy salvation to the slave. Harriet Tubman, perhaps the most well-known conductor of the Underground Railroad, helped hundreds of runaway slaves escape to freedom. She never lost one of them along the way. As a fugitive slave, slave herself, she was helped along the Underground Railroad by another famous conductor, William Still. He went on to write The Underground Railroad, a record of facts, authentic narratives, letters, a book which contains descriptions of fugitive slaves, Escape to freedom by way of the Underground Railroad. John Parker is yet another former slave who escaped and ventured back into slave states to help free others. He conducted one of the busiest sections of the Underground Railroad, transporting fugitive slaves across the Ohio River. His neighbor and fellow conductor, Reverend John Rankin, worked with him on the Underground Railroad. Both of their homes served as Underground Railroad stations. Conductors of the Underground Railroad undoubtedly opposed slavery, and they were not alone. Abolitionists took action against slavery as well. The abolition movement began when when individuals such as William Lloyd Garrison and Arthur and Louis Tappan formed the American uh, Anti-Slavery Society. The organization created created the Declaration of Anti-Slavery, in which they gave reasons for the construction of the society and, and its goals. The society distributed an annual almanac that included poems, drawings, essays, and other abolitionist material. Frederick Douglass was an escaped slave who became a famous abolitionist. He published a newspaper called The North Star, in which he voiced his goals for the abolitionist of slavery. He also published another abolitionist paper, called the Frederick Douglass Paper, as well as giving public speeches on issues of concern to abolitionists. Susan B. Anthony was another well-known abolitionist who spoke and wrote for the efforts to abolish slavery. She urged her audience to make the slave's case our own. And Harriet Beecher Stowe, you probably heard of her. Just once or twice. Uh, author of Uncle Tom's Cabin, mm-hmm. provided the world with a vivid image of the hardships forced, uh, faced by slaves. Much of her book was based on the experiences of uh, fugitive slave Josiah Henson. Um, Henry Bibb was born into slavery in Kentucky during the year of 1815. He made many failed attempts to escape slavery, yet he still had the courage and perseverance to continue in his fight for freedom after every capture and punishment. <coughs> Excuse me. His perseverance paid off when he made a successful and much-anticipated escape to the northern states and then on to Canada with the help of the Underground Railroad. The following is as an excerpt from his narrative in which he discussed one of his many escapes and the challenges he had to overcome. In the fall or winter of 1837, I formed a resolution that I would escape, if possible, to Canada for my liberty. I commenced... From that hour, making preparations for the dangerous experiment of uh, breading the chains that bound me as a slave. My preparation for this voyage consisted in the accumulation of a little money, perhaps not exceeding $2.50, and a suit which I had never 
uh, been seen or known to wear before. This last was to avoid detection. On the 25th of December, 1837, my long-anticipated time had arrived when I was to put into operation my former resolution, which was to bolt for liberty or consent to die a slave. I acted upon the former, although I confess it to be one of the most self-defying acts of my whole life to take leave of an affectionate wife who stood before me on my departure. My dear little Frances in her arms and with tears of sorrow in her eyes as she bid me a long farewell. It required all the moral courage that I would, that I can master of to suppress my feelings while making leave on my little family. Had Matilda known my intention at the time, it would not have been possible for me to have got away, and I might have this day been a slave. Notwithstanding every inducement was held out to me to run away if I would be free, and the voice of liberty was thundering in my very soul. Be free, O man, be free. I was struggling against a thousand obstacles which had clustered around my mind to bind my wounded spirit still in the dark prison of a mental degradation. My strong attachments to friends and relatives, with all the love of home and birthplace, which is so natural among the human family, twined about my heart and were hard to break away from. And with all the fear of being killed or captured and taken to the extreme south, to linger out my days in hopeless bondage on some cotton or sugar plantation, all combined to deter me. But I had count the cost and was fully prepared to make the sacrifice. The time for fulfilling my pledge was then at hand. I must forsake friends and neighbors, wife and child, or consent to live and die a slave. And there's more to that narrative. Um, I will. I must give credit to the uh, Eastern Illinois University. Uh, this is one of their um, uh, primary teaching sources. And uh, thank you for allowing me to use this uh, on this broadcast. And um, that's a little bit about what some folks went through uh, in escaping slavery, Joey. Uh, we, we can't even imagine what that would be like. Not, not at all. And there's, uh, there's actually you know, stories out there of, of um, women who have um, had to uh, rock their child or purposefully wash laundry where it was noisy to help cover the noise that could potentially be made by people hiding below the floorboards of a cabin Right to escape uh, agents coming to to try and take them back into slavery. It, yeah, it's it's just disturbing. Yeah, it is. And and, and Morrow County was, I won't say right in the center of it, but it was right along the trail of the Underground Railroad, and the um, the Friends Church, then known as Quakers or the, the uh, Society of Friends, um, was a big part of that. And the Friends Church, Gilead Friends Church, and uh, the other Friends Church, Alum Creek both in Morrow County, um, had abolitionists that were willing to stand up for these people and help them on their way to freedom. Now, if I, if I remember right, uh, Quakers traditionally were uh, in favor of freedom for all, right? Uh, Correct. As far yes. as, uh, as all. So you traditionally found Quaker churches uh, or Quaker homes were frequently 
those safe havens for those folks Most on, on their way either to Mexico or to the north. Um, wow. So, Mike, I also wanted to share some um, historical uh, things, and this is uh, from 1917. February the 6th, German sub sinks U.S. passenger ship, uh, California. So just three days after U.S. President Woodrow Wilson's speech of February the 3rd, 1917, uh, in which he broke diplomatic relations with Germany and warned that war would follow if American interests at sea were again assaulted. A German submarine torpedoes and sinks uh, the anchor line st- uh, steamer California off the Irish coast. Um that was uh, that was one of the uh, the uh, things that came out. I'm I'm on a uh, I think it's history dot com. They have a whole bunch. They send you like a daily digest of things that happened mm-hmm. uh, on February the sixth, nineteen fifty two. Do you know what was significant about that day? Nineteen fifty two. Did it have anything to do with Korea? No, it did not. Um, okay. King George the sixth died. Oh, okay. Making Elizabeth the new queen. Okay. And she is still queen today, and I believe that she's been queen over 70 years now. Um, and then I just recently read something where she would be okay with, um, is it Camilla? Kamala? Yeah, Camilla, I think, um, being queen after her. Um, okay. And I had seen that. And then, um, did you ever read the book Of Mice and Men? I have not read that, no. So, Of Mice and Men by John Steinbeck. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty good book. Uh, you know, they're... Um, Oh, there was a, a dog, and it was a cartoon. Which way did it go, George? Which way did it go? I can't remember uh, the details of that cartoon, but that cartoon, uh, those characters were um, George and, and Lenny, and those uh, two characters were out of, of Mice and Men. John oh, Steinbeck's I book. did not know that. Yes, and um, I believe Lenny was um, developmentally disabled, but of course, in the time period this book was written, um, that was definitely not um, understood at all. Um, and so that came out um, in 1937. Some of the other um, things that came out that were, you know, uh, interesting is uh, Ronald Reagan was born on this day in 1911. That kind of, I don't know. I just find that interesting that uh, um, we think about, you know, he wasn't president all that long ago but it really was a long time ago like the 1980s are almost 40 years ago if you go back to 1980 <laughs> that's true <laughs> yeah that's true I, mean, I was born in 85 and i'm 36 so if you think about it 80 was 41 years ago 42 years ago mm-hmm. so um some of the other you know fun things is um alberto gonzalez became the first hispanic U- um, u.s attorney general in uh, on february 3rd um it's um, if you are a history buff and you like the history information, um, go in and look um, look up uh, history dot com, and you can get these directly to your email. Uh, and I don't know, it's kind of interesting to see some of the the history um, because if you don't learn from history, it will repeat itself in one format of another or another. Um, and you know, I think if you can't understand the history, then you can't understand the future. And why, if you don't understand why we've done what we've done, then you can't understand why we do what we do. Good point. Very good point. I, I mean, it's very gray. That's very gray. But, I mean, it, it's very, you know, in there. So, all right, Mike, anything else for the flashback? I think that's it for today's flashback.
listening here at Marawology. I know and you know that Valentine's Day is coming up and you have not purchased your tickets to the Mystery Club Dinner Theater that we're hosting on February 11th and 12th at 7 p.m. Mar Little Theater is putting on a youth production and we want to see you there for dinner and a show. Call 419-751-2177 to reserve your tickets. All right, Mike. Well, another episode has basically come to an end. I do want to do one thing, though. Okay, so it's we not need, at the end. We, <laughs> we need to thank all those folks that have been out there, uh, our uh, road warriors or whatever you want to call them, cleaning yes. the roads and making it uh, safe for us to get get around and get back to a normal life. Yes, most definitely. Uh, the villages, city, um, city road, uh, ODOT, um, the county, um, highway patrol or not highway patrol the county highway uh, mm-hmm. department um, you know it's it wasn't easy the the snow came down and it was very heavy at times I know I started working on you know mitigating um, making sure that we were able to continue operations um, where I work um, almost a, about uh, five six days prior to um, so I know that was tiring for me, and I was able to sit here at the house when it was snowing and not be out and running around the clock. So uh, thanks to all of them. Remember, any time that it does snow, give them room. Don't crowd the plow. Anything else, Mike? Um, I think we're done for this week, Joey. All right. Remember, Mike has a radio show. It is Focus on Mid-Ohio, and that's every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. And that is on 95.1 WVXG. Classic rock. All right, folks. (laughs) Until next time, have a fantastic week.